0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of La Crosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, the phone number 608-785-7914. I'm going to talk to a doctor at Mayo here in a couple of minutes, Dr. Erickson. And uh, let's just say he's a sports doc not a ton of information from from the mayo pr uh there there was talk that we maybe would do some variant talk COVID 19 variant talk but i don't want to do that a variant just wear your mask <laughs> so uh dr erickson is going to come on here in a couple of minutes hopefully otherwise he's not and then we'll see what what kind of uh trouble we can get into ourselves without the doctor uh, and then after that i'm going to talk to amy venner she's a a personal trainer and a health coach uh, in the area. And we're just going to kind of do, like, a. it's spring. It's getting nice out. We've been sitting around for a year. It sounds like everyone's going to get the vaccine by May, right? The, by the end of May, beginning of May? Uh, hopefully, that would be cool. So we could start, you know, congregating again. And along with that, per- personally, and I'm sure a lot of people in the same boat are going to want to – do stuff, play basketball, especially basketball, volleyball. Uh, I would say that a lot of people probably are into rec softball and uh, just other stuff like that, active. We're, we're, it's going to be an active show as, as opposed to uh, what we've been doing for the past year, if you're like me anyway. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of you probably managed to keep yourselves pretty active. But even from, uh, you know, when we play basketball at turbo at noon uh, in the uh, – in the what is it called i forget what it, matthew center um people are walking uh, above on the track there's like a little track above so you often see you know some professors some people from the community uh, of all ages up there just just walk and, and sometimes i laugh because i'm like is, you know it's like 65 degrees and sunny out or 55 degrees you know it's maybe 65 is too hot uh, but you're walking in here <laughs> like go outside and walk but that's what they choose to do. I think maybe they, they've got a goal. I gotta hit I gotta hit twenty five laps in here by my lunch hour and get out of here. Uh so and that hasn't we haven't been able to do that either. We haven't been able to get into the Mathy Center. So um I haven't gone to check out UW Lacrosse the, the uh Veterans Field and and if we can sneak in there, usually that used to be open to to go and and either just run around the track or run up and down the football field or run up and down the bleachers. It's kind of the only place, uh, like, just a lot of steps. Where can I do a lot of steps uh, that isn't indoors? Um, I haven't gone and, and seen if that's been open yet, but uh, I might sneak over there to check it out and see if that's all locked up. But busy day tomorrow. We have our debate between Mitch Reynolds and Vicki Markison, 6.30 p.m. right here on Wisdom. If you're listening, however you're listening, um, aside from, well, if you're on Facebook Live, you, it's, it's going to be a different Facebook Live. It'll be on our website and uh, on the radio here, too. So if you want to watch, you can watch. If you want to listen, we've got like six, five, four, five, six cameras all set up in our sound lounge upstairs. So it should be a good time. Um, if you have questions, do you have questions from the mayor, mayoral candidates that haven't been asked? I think they're up to 10 debates. I think they're doing a debate right now. As our our state legislators in the area are doing some online meeting right now, um, I just popped in where Brad Williams is in the Wisdom Newsroom. He's listening to Brad Path talk about what was he talking about? Uh, rural internet, something like that. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so there, was, I was like, Brad, is this really boring or is this interesting? He's like, eh, we haven't gotten to the comments yet. So he's kind of Brad was waiting for. The, the the comments section of the of the Zoom meeting between uh, I think PAF and uh, Jill Billings and Steve Doyle and I don't know who else I guess I didn't, I I remember seeing a, a reminder that it was happening and I probably have that again uh, on my Facebook page somewhere but um, yeah so that's going on but tomorrow to both school superintendent candidates are going to meet and they're both meeting at 11 o'clock and they're both meeting at Riverside park. So either they're having two separate events at the exact same time, which is totally useless. If you're trying to determine if you want to go and listen to these people, right? Like they're both going at the same time at the same place. So great that you're at the same place, but unless you're debating each other, unless you know, we're going to get Trigoski out there to talk between to moderate between the two while you're at Riverside park, we can only listen to one, one of you or the other. So I mean we're gonna to have to depend on the media to break it down a little bit if you can't get out there, but if you wanted to go out and listen to these candidates, you only get to listen to one. And do you go listen to the one you're leaning toward voting for, or do you go listen to the other one who you're not leaning towards? So And maybe it's just a media event. I, I guess I don't never really know how those things work. If Scott Walker used to show up somewhere, you know, like it was for the media. It wasn't you know, so it wasn't like a it wasn't like a public thing, so Maybe this is strictly media. And then um, what else is going on? The Tomorrow, the uh, Rotary Lights is meeting before that at 10 a.m. at the Radisson. They're going to make an announcement. I don't know what. And then uh, Ron Kine's going to be in town, I believe, at one thirty at UWL, uh, probably just touring the vaccination site uh, with Joe Gow and, and who knows who else will be out there. We just got that email, too, uh, just a little bit ago, actually. So... Uh, yeah let's see let's see if i I can see uh oh the the dhs deputy secretary is going to be there as well joe Gao and ron kine little press conference let's see what i got it right here the email ron kine will hold a press conference with joe Gao and the deputy secretary of the dhs uh they're going to tour the vaccine site and attendees will be asked to follow social distancing of course and yeah and then maybe we'll ask them questions um Anyway, I don't know if that's super exciting, but that's a thing that's happening. One of the multiple things that are going on tomorrow before our debate. So it's going to be a, kind of a busy day. It's going to be one of those. Uh, I know you're feeling sympathy for me, right? Uh, but, yeah, getting, this, getting the week started real quick. Uh, you got someone calling in. Caller, go ahead. You're on the air.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm sick and tired of
2: these uh, mayoral debates. Cause...
0: Okay, well, you don't you don't live in lacrosse, and you don't have to listen to it sick and tired of the debates <laughs> it's like i'm sick of seinfeld being syndicated on all the tv stations okay well then don't watch seinfeld uh, all right we're gonna take a quick break i see dr erickson's calling me so uh we'll we'll, we'll talk to him when we come back Sport, sports doc that's all i know i'll know more in a minute <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914. If you want to text me, if you want to text me right now, that's the number. If you have questions, we got a doctor on right now. We're going to have a personal trainer on in about 20 minutes uh, as we break out of a pandemic. Dr. Jake Erickson, he's a sports doc at, at Mayo here in Lacrosse. Are you are you stationed, so to speak, in Lacrosse, Jake?
2: Yeah, uh, mainly in Unalaska is where our sports clinic is, but we do see patients on there as well.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. I know that place because I was in there when I. Yeah. When I had some, uh, when I had some insurance that covered uh, my ability to go and get rehab, I was in that building. So not right anymore. But right on. Um, yeah, th- essentially, I wanted to have you and, and Amy coming on later just to talk about. So we've been sitting around, uh, maybe myself, but I, I feel like, uh, like most of, maybe I, mean, I would say a majority of people, maybe at least some people, have been sitting around for a year uh, during a pandemic maybe not not being the healthiest, and now that the weather is getting nice, there's vaccines around the corner, it sounds like by May or the end of May, maybe we'll we'll be all vaccinated up where we can kind of congregate again. And with congregation comes, uh, you know, getting into, I know, rec sports in the area are opening up all over the place, whether it's softball, uh, volleyball, basketball, I think, uh, you know, at noon, And and, and from my experience, Jake, uh, we've been doing this a little bit. I've, I've, I've heard from friends that are at the Y. They're they're playing uh, some rec sports, and I've already heard one of my friends who's older. He's in the 60s, uh, already blew out his patella, and I had a younger friend in there. I think he's around 25, already tore his Achilles, and I feel like that the, this might be happening more and more. Uh, we sit around a year, and then, oh, the gyms are open. We can go play rec sports, and we go and do it, and we go from zero to 100, and then uh, it, we're going to be gone another year because I, I just tore my knee up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Exactly, uh, and we're we're unfortunately seeing some of that in the clinic, too, just with the patients coming through as even some of our conditioned athletes have been getting back, not having the usual season to go through the prehab and their usual training in, in warm-ups or just getting into their sport a little too quickly, and then unfortunately we are seeing an uptick in the more significant injuries like tendon tears, ligament tears, those type of things. Uh, so for sure the, that's going to happen to the recreational athlete, weekend warrior, probably even a little bit more likely just not having some of that baseline conditioning. Um, but as you hit it right on the head, and that's kind of what we try to tell people in the community at large is, is try not to go zero to hero. It's really tempting. You know, we've all been cooped up. We've not been able to do things. We're being told, to, you know, stay socially distanced, stay inside. Now that the weather's nice, we think, hey, we got to get summer ready. we got to try to, you know, go zero to 100 and make it all up in that first week back. Uh, that's probably the last thing that we want to do Um You know, whether it's a recreational sport or just getting back into the fitness, try to have a little bit of a plan um, to kind of get back to it. Um, And I would say for the average person, probably having kind of a month lead in, particularly if, if someone's been pretty inactive over the winter and with COVID, not doing a lot, you know, before you want to get into something where you're going to be, you know, running, cutting, jumping, like playing soccer, softball, baseball, basketball, football, all these all these things where you're doing all those ballistic movements and jumping, it just it takes a long time to get the average person back ready for those type of movements. Um, and like you said, you know, having seen some friends and hearing about people, getting back too quick, having a bad injury, you know, taking that month up front for at least three weeks, getting yourself a little bit ready, you know, progressing, you know, start by going for a walk, hop on the bike a little bit, start doing some stretching, then get into some resistance training. Ease back into it because if you think ah, I can, I can get this done and I can get you know get right back to it. If you blow out a knee or blow out a shoulder, you're going to spend the rest of the summer recovering and recouping from that surgery, which is what you really want to avoid. Yeah, so taking that time up front to, to game plan a little bit and and whatever that means to a given person, ease back into it, progress back a little bit, and you'll be a lot better off for it.
0: Yeah, we're speaking with Doctor Jake Erickson. He's a sports doc at Mayo there in on Alaska at the clinic there and. In- Um, yeah. Aside from, you know, I, I sit out a year and then now I have to go see you. I have to go. I've, I've, something's happened to my knee. Something's happened to my shoulder. Uh, and you, you give me the worst news like, yep, it's going to need surgery or it's going to need a lot of rehab. You might be out another six months a year. Um, Do you just also just schedule that person to go see a mental therapist because we've been sitting out a year already and now these people, I mean, what have you gotten some pretty harsh reactions just from, you know, devastated people that where you have to break this news to them as the, you know, this has got to be double devastating as the pandemic ends. And now, you know, this person's season essentially uh, maybe is going to be postponed another year.
2: It absolutely is. And just the mental toll on virtually everybody from being cooped up, not doing the normal activities, because certainly exercise is medicine, the old cliche, but it's absolutely true. Very, very important for mental health. And unfortunately, we've seen also that exact scenario in clinic where you know people have had a, a significant injury at the end of the year, they get back in, and again, just not having their access to their trainers, their therapists from some of the COVID restrictions. And then they just kind of get through one injury. And again, they think, man, I've missed so much time recovering from this injury and COVID. I really need to push my body and get back even faster. And they, they, you know, the mind lets them get back before their body's ready. And then unfortunately, disaster strikes again, another significant injury. And that you're absolutely right. That is this double devastating. They just get back and then they just get another, you know, season ending type injury that they got to restart the recovery process again. Again, whether that's extensive, prolonged rehab, or you know, heaven forbid, a, a potentially a second surgery.
0: What have you seen? and uh, Just go off the off the beaten path here for a minute. Watching the NCAA tournament, and watching some of these. What, uh, do you pay attention to stuff like this, pro sports, for college sports, and and how things have been handled throughout the pandemic? What are your thoughts there? If you've if you've if, you've, if you yeah, haven't so, paid attention, you can just say you haven't.
2: No, I definitely have. Um, the the nice thing, you know, certainly at the certainly at the Division One level and the pro sport level, they've just with their virtually unlimited access to resources, including their athletic trainers, their sports therapists, their physicians, and then the ability to get tested, they've had a lot less downtime than, say, the average, you know, smaller schools, certainly high schools, D3 schools, our weekend, you know, just general community folks. So they've not had nearly as much downtime. They've been able to, again, just with the access to resources, practice a lot more. It's still not normal for them. They still had abbreviated preseasons. Um, and have some limited things, and so they're still not at their normal tip-top condition. But certainly, looking at what the pro athletes and those guys have access to, um, they're not at the same risk that our our average, you know, say weekend warrior community, non non high-level sports person is, because we've all been on the couch um, and certainly not been able to exercise and do do things to the same level that they have.
0: I don't know about you, Eric, but I have uh, COVID winning the NCAA tournament this year. I put them there yeah. in my Final Four, at least. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, just unfortunately,
2: kind of... it's already struck and, and took out the team that Oregon was going to be playing and, and with Oregon being able to advance and things like that. So um, that's, that's unfortunate. You know, those guys work so hard. They're doing everything they can to follow these protocols and, and curtailing their activities to do everything they can trying to get into the, the championship bracket. And then, unfortunately, it just strikes and, and can eliminate all that hard work. But it's kind of the way it is, unfortunately, during a pandemic.
0: All right, back to, uh, back to like, everyday things that we can all... We might all experience and tell me if you you can or can't answer something like this. So the average person we're going to we're going to start getting back into rec sports. Um, Is there a difference between the person that's just going to go play bar league softball versus the person that's going to start running again? I mean, do you have any advice one versus the other and how to how to start doing, uh, you know, how to start essentially preparing for stuff like that?
2: I certainly think if, you know, if someone is just kind of more by themselves and doing an exercise like running, that's a little bit easier to ease into. I think the people that are going to be at highest risk for injury is those that are going to go back into do something where the competitive juices are going to get flowing. So even, you know, you know, barley softball, uh, volleyball, people getting back in um, to the local gyms playing pickleball and things where you're where you're stopping and starting directions where you're running, you have all this high exertion, jumping, twisting, it's going to be much easier to plant on a deconditioned leg because they've lost the muscle ball from not exercising and have the knee give way, have the ankle give way, you know, running the bases, pulling something, swinging a baseball bat, all these more ballistic high-speed motions. Those people are going to be a lot higher risk than someone that's just going to get back into running and jogging. Um, it's a little bit easier for those people to self-govern and make it a little bit more of a of a progression. But if you get someone back in where, you know, you got a competition going and, and you're feeling pretty good, it's very easy to, to move it along too fast. And so those people, I would say, that are going to be doing sports or some type of you know friendly competition should plan ahead. And I, in my opinion, I think they should take close to three, four weeks to try to start doing some workouts on their own where they can get the body conditioned, you know, get things stretched out again, get those muscles uh, working, get that blood flowing on a more regular basis, before they do the more extreme stop starting, jumping, twisting, pivoting, cutting, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. When do you go from, uh, I want to do the jumping and the stopping and the starting and the, these explosive movements, I guess, uh, you know, but what do you do to okay. But how do I get to the point where I feel comfortable being able to do that? Where I'm, you know, do you, do you slow, because you can't really slowly, uh, stop and start and pivot. And you know, those, these are like, yep. you know, I, I don't know. Do you have any advice there?
2: Yeah, I think the big thing there would be get, get – because everybody will be a little bit uh, deconditioned in terms of just their cardiovascular exercise, their muscle bulk will be down. So I think building those things back up to what's a little more normal for a given person um, so that they can hop on a spin bike, go for a walk, some light jogging, and then they can do some light resistance training at home, just get the body kind of tuned up a little bit, say, for a couple weeks, and then from there start doing some a little bit more friendly, whether it's you know one-on-one shooting a basketball – Start, you know, getting the body moving in some of those more sport-specific patterns on a lower intensity level first before they start seeing more of their, you know, their competition. Um, yeah. just to get their body used to it a little bit that way.
0: Yeah, the running thing is funny because it's like, okay, I want to get back into running. Okay, so I'm going to start running, and then I'm going to run for you know two minutes and be like, wow, I'm really tired, and that's uh, that's going to regulate itself, I think, or govern itself. I'm not going to be able yep. to go all out when I'm when I if I want to run five miles, if my body's going to tell me after about uh, a minute. Uh, whether or not I'm going to get five miles. And probably don't go to five miles, right? Probably start with maybe a mile or or two or really slow.
2: And and that's the same thing. You just can't simply pick up where you've left off if there's been a gap. And and I use these words in clinic all the time, but we just call it caveman style. Listen to your body. If something hurts, don't do it. And if, if your body starts to ache or something starts to hurt, that's just your body giving you a little warning sign, particularly with getting back into exercise. Just listen to it, and then you can keep a small problem, a small problem, you know, little knee ache, little shoulder pain will go away in a day or two if you listen to it. If you keep pushing through that, you know, that's when the the more serious injuries can happen. If you're pushing through that pain before the body's ready,
0: are we still in the in the thing where ice is a thing after we're done working out, or do we? Uh, sometimes people tell me that's good. Some other people tell me no, we don't need to do that anymore.
2: Yep. And so there's there's no need. I always tell people it's not magic, but certainly after an activity, throwing some ice on, you know, a sore joint, sore tendon, uh, certainly fine. Um, we always like people to start an activity and get warmed up with literal heat or, or doing you know spin bike or, or a dynamic stretch to get the muscle warm. And so we exercise on a warm muscle, warm tendon, and then we can cool it down after we're done with the activity if we desire to. Um, back in the day,
0: I would say maybe 20, maybe longer years ago, uh, if someone blew out their knee, that was kind of the end of, you know, in, in, in the pro sports fashion, like a, a knee injury was kind of the end of their career. And now I see maybe it's more shoulder injury. Uh, when when people want to get back into this in, in the rec sports area, what are the, the most, the, the biggest injuries you're seeing right now? And what is maybe the worst thing that could happen to you? Like, is it is it a shoulder or... Uh, is, is there something worse than that? Right at this point, where it just—it's probably going to wreck you, and you're going to be feeling it the rest of your life.
2: Yep, and so I would say certainly lower extremity um, issues, particularly for the weekend warrior, just because most things that people do are going to involve being on their feet. You know, running. You know, some basketball, running, soccer, or even some resistance training. Um, and then I, so an ACL, an uh, anterior cruciate ligament injury in the knee, is a very common injury that a lot of people are familiar with. It's you know, watching um, football. The thing is that we always think about, you know, the injury, oh, it's surgery, it's a year recovery, but what people don't realize is that that one single injury is going to lead to early development of arthritis in that knee. Virtually 100% of people with an ACL injury within 20 years will have significant arthritis in that in that knee and then that's what can become debilitating and affect that person's life when they get older. So if we have a 15, 20-year-old blowing out an ACL, When they're in their 30s and 40s, they're developing significant arthritis like the average person may not develop until they're in their 70s and 80s. So we have a lot of 40-year-olds walking around with 70, 80-year-old knees because of sports injuries. And so all the more reason to try to, you know, get the body ready to to get into your sport Uh, because something like an ACL injury, the majority of those are non-contact. So it's not like they're taking a big hit to get it. It has to do with body mechanics and conditioning, and some of those things play a factor in, in preventing those injuries. All right. Dr. Jake Erickson, he's a sports doc at Mayo.
0: Hey, thanks a lot for spending some time with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. we got to take a quick break. Well, no, this isn't a quick break. Scott's comment's coming up. That one's coming up quick. And then Brad doing the news. And then we're going to talk to Amy Venner. We're going to continue this, uh, getting back into shape, how to do that. She's a personal trainer in the area, uh, a personal trainer and a health coach. Uh, Real wellness with Amy, if anyone wants to look her up. Uh, Real wellness with Amy. All right. We'll be back. Alright, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If anyone wants to ask a personal trainer a question, you could do that right now. Amy Venner is on with me. Amy, you, you have a Facebook page and a website and a YouTube page, and uh, it's very windy where you are right there, uh, and it's called Real Wellness with Amy. I will say, I will just tell you this. I, I'm trying to get back. This is a very selfish show for me. I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things. But I think a lot of people are trying to do this. I went and re- I turned back on my gym membership. Uh, the locker rooms are on in the basement. And the workout facility is on the third floor. So I walked up all the flights of steps. And by the time I got to where the workout area was, was, I was done. Like, I got to the three flights of stairs. That was it. That was my workout. I was done for the day. I turned around. I went back. And I came back here to work. Um, I've been sitting around for a year. I think a lot of people have been sitting around a year for a year. Uh, How, how, how much of this have you experienced uh, with your job right now?
1: Um, you know, I'm just hearing that a lot of people, um, have kind of put on what they're calling the (laughs) COVID-15. Yeah. So similar to the freshman 15, where you gain, you know, about 15 pounds the first year of college, um, people just, they got out of their routines during COVID, so um, it's kind of time to start getting back into it.
0: Yeah, and do you have any, you know, I talked to Dr. Jake Erickson right, uh, before this. You know, he's, he kind of gave us some general, you know, start light, light resistance. Uh, you're not conditioned. Your muscles aren't ready to do. You know, if you're talking about explosive, uh, you know, competitive stuff like softball, it sounds funny to say competitive and softball. But, man, when, when, people play, <laughs> when people play Bar League softball, there's something that snaps inside their head. And then, you know, a little bit of glory days, I'm right there with them. And, I, you know, all of a sudden I want to go 100 miles an hour. I want to make that diving catch or run, you know, leg out that double. Uh, but if I try to do that right now, I'm pretty sure that I will be off another year or at least a couple of weeks because uh, I'm going to pull something. And uh, I just don't, don't want to do that, and I don't want anyone else to do that. So, uh, it, you know, wh- how do we get back into the swing of things without without being out for six weeks because we pulled a hammy or worse? Uh, blow out a knee or something.
1: Right. Um, you know, starting small and having um, small, achievable, but realistic goals. So um, knowing that you're not going to be right back to where you were um, a year ago and um, really just kind of giving yourself a little bit of grace and just starting slowly. That's really where where you can begin
0: how do you start slow in something that's like a like a fast paced competitive sport running makes sense to me <laughs> and i just talked to yeah, erickson yeah. about this because if i want to go run 5 miles i'm going to it's going to take me 1 minute to figure out that i can't run 5 miles cuz my body's just going to be like <gasps> you know and, and i'm not going to make it right. 5 miles like my, maybe i'll make it a mile and it's my body's going to regulate how far i can run but if i want to get back into rec league softball uh, pick up basketball, uh, competitive volleyball, even tennis pickleball. I think people are, you know, you know, if you get older, I don't know, I don't watch a lot of pickleball, honestly. So I don't know how competitive it gets, but I, I'm sure there's a little bit of explosion there that happens once in a while. But, uh, you know, how do you start slowly in a sport that's like an explosive, you know, you're using explosive muscles.
1: Um, I would say plan ahead and start moving now. So, you know going on the walks and then maybe adding in some running or whatever your sport requires of you. So but you really do have to kind of plan ahead if you know that you're deconditioned and start start moving.
0: Now, do you do you recommend weight training at all? I mean, if we're, if I'm going from nothing, yeah. nothing for a year to just trying do you recommend weight training or just body weight stuff or Uh, go get a gym membership, hire a personal trainer. Uh, What, what would you, you know, I guess whatever money dictates and whatever kind of money you want to spend it on. But, um, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't even need to lift weights because my body is 15 pounds heavier. Uh, It's, it's good. I'm good there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Starting with body weight is, is actually really good. Um, And then adding in the weights, kind of like um, what Dr. Erickson said, adding in the weights, but starting, starting small and knowing that, you know, if you were benching or squatting a certain weight a year ago, you may, you're you're not going to go right back to that weight. You're going to have to work your way back up.
0: Now, I, so, yeah, go yeah, ahead.
1: I, and, and hiring a trainer, I mean, if you have the funds for that, that's great too.
0: Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a whole group fitness thing that, that works out well for a lot of people. My best motivation is to have somebody else there. Hey, I'm going to meet you wherever, whatever we're going to do. And we're going to do the thing, uh, together. And if I don't show up, then I'm a jerk. So that's kind of my best motivation. Uh, but hiring a personal trainer seems like pretty good motivation to, to, because you're, you're in it, uh, that that personal trainer is waiting for you. Um, a gym membership sometimes doesn't always work for me because, uh, I get the gym membership and I'm like, ah, eh, you know, like it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't just, it, it It's just like there's not enough there for me to be motivated to go do that. I don't know. Do you have any other good motivational tricks?
1: Yeah. You know what? Motivation is really a personal thing. And um, sometimes having a a buddy can help, like you said. Um, Sometimes signing up for a class and knowing that you signed up for the class and maybe there's money on the line. That can help hiring a trainer where you know there's money
0: on the line. I think you're on to something here. Money on the line. I bet my buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bet my buddy $100, and whoever loses five pounds first, and then you just keep going every other five pounds. Maybe something like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Or, (laughs) I mean, really just like if you can set a goal that you really want to achieve. So not a goal that somebody else is setting for you or you think you have to do, but something that you really want to do. So, for example, you really want to be able to play softball this summer without getting injured. Well, you know, knowing that, you know that you have to start moving now. So maybe setting a goal of being able to, to, to run for 10 minutes straight or whatever it is that's going to get you motivated enough so you're not going to get injured this summer. I
0: mean, so if you think about softball, I got to run from first to second, maybe, maybe once in a while from second to third. And hopefully after that, I'm just hitting home runs, but, uh, or I'm out in the field and I got to try, I got to run down a, a pop-up or I got to run down that grounder where I'm just, I'm, I'm sprinting for, you know, 10, maybe 10 seconds, maybe three seconds. Um, it, it, to do that, to get into something like that, would you just, would you recommend people just start sprinting or like speed walking where you're swinging the elbows or, or what do you think?
1: Well, you know, to go from zero to a hundred and sprinting is a little much. So you might wanna just start with the jogging and see how that how that works out for you. Um, and then once you do get get walking or jogging, trying to add in the sprints to your, your workout. So, um that's how I would recommend. But of course, you know, that it's gonna depend on whatever sport you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and thinking back to A lot of people who are going to be wanting to play sports this summer because they didn't get to last summer, um, think back to how you trained before. How did you train before? Um, That can always help, too. And just knowing that you're not going to be where you were if you haven't been moving for a year.
0: Is there one thing? Okay, so I'm on your Facebook page. You just got me thinking. I see you have uh, you're in week four of a plank challenge, and I'm I'm in like day three of a plank challenge, just in my own, and it's really a struggle. I don't think I'm going to get to your week four here on your Facebook page. But um, <laughs> if there if you could pick something like planks, which is like core, if if somebody if you had to, had to pick something that you know, hey, I got to get this back. Uh, you know, up to up to speed, so to speak, back in shape. Is it your core that would help all the things that everyone wants to do from from tennis to volleyball to jogging? Or is there something else that maybe people should focus on?
1: Oh, man. So that's yeah, it's really going to depend on what you're doing. Um, core is it's a good place to start, because if you think about it, it's the center of your body. It's help holding you up. Um, it helps your posture. It's going to help your everyday life. So not, not just the people that want to play the competitive sports or, um, you know, like, I, I like to run. I'm not really into the competitive stuff, but focusing on my core is going to help my running. Um, so, yeah, a plank challenge is a good way to go. Um, the, the one that I'm doing, I never go over 30 seconds. For a set of planks for so um, there's really no reason to like these crazy, you know, three minute planks. It's not necessary. You don't need to get up to three minutes. Um, if you can do a few sets of just three 30 second planks and work up to that.
0: Mm-hmm. And for people that don't know, the plank challenge on TikTok, that was a thing. No, I don't even know it was a TikTok. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, a plank is essentially you're you're on your toes, you're on your elbows, and you're keeping your stomach tight. Uh, and you're just, you know, stay like that for 30 seconds. You could do it anywhere almost. And people usually, uh, that was the joke maybe five years ago, right? The the, the yep. plank challenge, yep. you just go lay on something and, and hold still, and it looked really silly. Um yeah. But, uh, okay. So when, when people are, you know, we're starting to come out of this pandemic, you know, you're, you're running a small business here, you're, you're a personal trainer and a health coach. How has that, how had the pandemic affected, uh, people like you, people in this field where you, you, did you, did you just have to get rid of all your clients for a year or so?
1: Um, so yeah, it's, I have been in a major transition with this as most, um, health and wellness people could probably attest to, um, you know, the in-person has completely um, not gone away, but it did for a while, and things are shifting. Um, a lot of virtual group fitness, even virtual personal training, um, virtual health coaching. So just like every other business that can go virtual, we kind of have. Um, so it, it really, it's it's shifted, and um, some people have gone along with it, clients and um, trainers. And then other people have kind of just said, you know, not for me. So it's, it's a major shift in our industry as a lot of other industries that have been impacted.
0: Yeah. I feel like just like, just thinking about it real quick, virtual, I'm like, ah, uh, that doesn't, doesn't, I feel like that's the eighties where I could buy those workout videos and, and five more <laughs> and four more and three more. And then they go back to, and 15 more. And you're like, what? 15, you were down to three. Um it just seems like something like that where the it, it must be a hard transition on uh you, you people that are personal trainers because some people were like yeah I can get the video cassette or the you know now a DVD or I can get the P90X I can do all that on my own I don't why would I pay you when I can go steal that off the internet uh what does what what are you doing anything uniquely with a virtual I guess I guess if you're if I'm on virtual you could see uh my form a little bit and be correcting me because that's a big thing when I'm working out is like I'm always, if I'm on my own, I'm like, God, I hope my form's right. I don't, I, But I have nobody here to tell me. I'd be at the Y and be like, hey, anyone, uh, how's my form? Am I terrible here? But I, I don't do that because that would be weird. But I'm always thinking that a little bit. Is that part of the virtual training is you, you would be able to, to correct people's form?
1: Yes, for sure. Um, and, you know, some people have really loved the virtual because they can work out from their own home. Um, and it kind of it takes out one of those barriers, um, which is huge when you're um, trying to work out, um, taking away barriers is a good thing. So if you are motivated enough to work out at home, <laughs> hopefully, um, it's a really it's a really nice thing to be able to kind of roll out of bed and just work out right away instead of having to get up and get out to a gym, um, especially in the winter when it's cold and dark and you know whatever else. Yeah. Um, so there's good and bad things about the virtual. The virtual fitness and you know it works for some people and other people it may not work for so like you know those people who maybe are just starting to get moving um but you know the weather's nice and you don't necessarily need to go to the gym um you can always do stuff outside
0: yeah the other part of this too is we talk about well we're We've been sitting around a year coming out of a pandemic. We want to um, wait. We live in Wisconsin. We do this every winter. We sit around for seven months because winter here is like seven or eight months. Uh, and then we we come out of a pandemic every winter here in Wisconsin. So maybe there isn't a whole lot that's changed. But um, for, for me and I think a lot of people, there's, you know, there are winter things, active things that we're doing in the winter that that went away. So there is a little bit of a difference.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I would say the pandemic was really good as far as we couldn't do a whole lot inside. So people may do like their people took up hiking, people took up golfing and um, kayaking, canoeing, all these other activities that we maybe didn't do the summer before because, you know, we were busy. And when we were unbusy with the pandemic, People maybe tried some different things. I know I started hiking way more than I ever would have. Um, So, you know, maybe there are some people out there who found an activity that they enjoy. And really, that's I mean, if you can find an activity you enjoy, you're going to stick
0: with it. All right, it's Real Wellness with Amy. This is Amy Venner on with me. Um, If people wanted to contact you, that's RealWellnesswithAmy.com. But what kind of things would you provide if uh, if people wanted to do if you know hire you as a trainer or a health coach? uh, What kind of things would you provide for them?
1: Um, So I I do either in person or virtual personal training. So I would come to you either through the computer or um, your home or wherever. Um, And then I also do health coaching. Virtually or meeting in person, um, and health, health coaching is basically um, kind of helping you find reach find a goal, and then I help talk you through achieving that goal. So some people need that extra accountability and somebody to just talk through their goal with.
0: Are you just yelling at me when I eat when I, as I'm drinking my energy drink while talking to you? Is that is that what health no. coaching is about?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. So health coaching is really. Um, you taking you kind of taking charge of your life you are um you know your life the best and i'm basically just here to help you along so i don't really tell you what to do or what goal to have um we work through that together and you're you're pretty much held accountable
0: All right, that's Amy Venner. She's uh, the the owner, I guess, the owner and CEO, right, (laughs) of Real Wellness. Yeah, all of the above. (laughs) Of Real Wellness (laughs) with Amy, Real Wellness with Amy.com. Thanks a lot, Amy, for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks, Rick.
0: All right, bye. Uh, All right, one more quick break. We'll wrap up after this. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Just going to wrap up here. We're 24 hours, 24 and a half hours away from having another debate. Our first debate, I think uh, I think this is gonna be number nine for these uh, two candidates, though Mitch Reynolds and Vicky Markison. See what kind of see I'm gonna try to ask some questions that haven't been asked yet. It's gonna be merely, nearly impossible, I think, because I, I feel like every, every angle of lacrosse has been at least touched on. But I did ask uh, a bunch of people from the area. Uh, some some leaders in the area for for suggestions i have a couple of that i'm brainstorming i just haven't i haven't like worded them correctly like just got the proper wording on paper but just general ideas of how i want to what i want to ask but if you have you know questions uh rick at wisdomnews.com you can email me rick at wisdomnews.com if you have any suggestions you got 24 hours um, otherwise, uh, you could shoot my K's a text and I will, I will see it tomorrow, I suppose, but you could shoot me a text too. Uh, I would just do it after 10 o'clock tomorrow because otherwise they're all, these are all going to be my K's text. Uh, 608-785-7914. But yeah, I appreciate Dr. Jake Erickson and Amy Venner real, oh, I'm going to forget it now. Here it is. Uh, real wellness with Amy.com. and Jake Erickson, Dr. Jake Erickson works at Mail. Appreciate both of them coming on. I hope that was a little bit helpful. Uh, it's all kind of stuff I knew, but I don't I don't know if other people know that kind of stuff. And you don't want to hear me tell you how to get back in shape. Uh, better coming from the experts. Um, and it's not so much getting back. It, it is a little bit getting back in shape. But I, I feel like a lot of people are in a position where, the, you know, it's getting nice out. And you want to get moving again. Uh, whether, and I feel like a lot of people play uh, bar league softball, so to speak. It's no, There's no bar, so it's just like rec softball. Um, so the worst thing I think anyone could do is, is do that. I have two friends that did that. They, they blew out their knee and blew out their Achilles, uh, just jumping back in, into the swing of things. And.